0: You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Welcome to our very new series called Kaibigan. Not yung isa na kaibigan, but kaibigan. And we're starting this new series because we understand that friendships are actually one of the most important relationships that we could ever have. Do you agree? And this week, actually for the next three weeks, we will be having three episodes in this season. And the episode today is entitled, The One About Needing Friends. Next week, we'll be talking about The One About Being a Friend. And the week after that, we'll be talking about The One About Toxic Friends. And I I don't know if you noticed lang, but it's kind of, our series looks kind of exactly like The Friends series, who among you watched it? Who among you watched friends? In the two seasons that I have seen of friends, I've actually started to really appreciate it because I realized that each of the six friends, they have distinct personalities, right? Who among you here, you think you're a Monica? (laughs) See Jab. Monica's probably the organized one. She she's more uptight. I feel like I'm more like a Monica. I feel like does anyone agree that some of us have taken that exam, that that exam, that quiz on BuzzFeed? And when I took it, I was actually, I was right, I was a Monica. So, or maybe some of you, maybe not you, but your friend is more like a Phoebe. Yung di mo alam, oh, that's Bea. <laughs> you don't know where all their ideas come from, but you just know they're just kind of weird, but you love them so much, and so they're still part of your friend group. No, not thou. <laughs> Phoebe. Or maybe you or you wanna be like Rachel. She's like the queen, she's the fashion icon, she's the one that everybody loves. Or maybe like Joey, yung artista, yung Yes, no? <laughs> or maybe like Chandler, who honestly for me, I feel like he's the funniest one in the group. And it's it's always fun to have a Chandler in your group ba? Right? And then lastly there's Ross. And that's that. <laughs> Sorry, obviously, I don't like this guy, diba? But anyway, in, we watch this series, Friends, and what's so nice is that they each have distinct personalities. And even when we look at our friend groups, we can see, ba? na parang our friends kind of have their weird quirks. They have their distinct personalities. We all have that friend who, right before the exam, says, Oh my gosh, I didn't study. And then when they take it, right after, they get a 99. Diba? Humong, you have a friend like that. Yeah. Or we all have that friend who who never gets the joke, but like ten minutes later they're like, Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Gets That's you. <laughs> that's not me. That's me with Tagalog jokes. If the jokes are in Tagalog I get it like two days after <laughs> something. Or who among you have, we all have that one friend who poses the best in photos. You know, yung parang candid, yung, okay guys, candid. Tapos siya mag we, we have friends like that. Or we all have that one friend who says, I'm on the way. But then you know that they just woke up. They're about to take a bath. They still haven't left the house. The liar is still in the house. <laughs> we all have that one friend. Our friends are all unique. Our friends have dif- distinct personalities. But the reality is we still love them, right? I mean, there's something about friendships that we love. There's something about friendships that we're drawn to. I mean, the fact that we watch Friends, the, the TV show, but it makes you think, I want to have friends like that. I want to be a part of a friend group that's like Rachel, that's like Phoebe and Monica, the kinds of friends that have your back no matter what. Or maybe this is my personal favorite, Brooklyn 99. 99! And you see the friendship of Jake Peralta and Charles Boyle that the... Re- who among you you, you kind of want to have a friend that's like Charles Boyle. Like no matter what you do, he's like, you're the best. And when they introduce you, this is Jake, my best friend, just so you know. We see friendships like this and we're like, oh, I really want to have these kinds of friends. Or maybe if you... Who among you have watched Toy Story 3? Yeah, this scene was... ah, Oh my gosh. Watching this scene... Imagine, I grew up watching Toy Story. I don't know. Gen Z, were you guys alive in the first Toy Story? Okay, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know. eh. But I grew up watching this and we waited for so long for the third movie to come out and when it came out and they have this scene when they're about to die and then they all hold hands and you're just like... The most dramatic scene ever. <laughs> and I, I literally cried as well when I watched this scene because you just felt like even at the end of their lives, they were all together. So there's really something about friendships that we're drawn to. And it makes us think, gosh, I want to have friends like that. But sometimes when we, when we look at reality, we kind of think, can I? Can I have friends like that? Can I have the friends level of friends, like Rachel, Phoebe, and Monica, and not just any friendships, but deep and genuine friends? friendships? Can we have friendships like that? I mean, in a world of social media where you can have 5,000 friends, but when you look at the reality, you're only really close to maybe like five of them. Can we have deep, meaningful, and close friendships like that? Is it even possible? There comes the question, how? How can do we find deep and genuine friendships like this? Like the ones that we see or maybe even secretly want, diba? Honestly, sometimes these friendships can be hard to have. You know, maybe you've tried a couple of times. You tried to join a friend group, but then after a while you just got disappointed. Dimo gets yung jokes nila or you don't hindi what do you call that? Goodbye, hindi hindi parehas yung Wavelength, ninyo, or maybe you—you you tried, you tried to be so close to them, but then, at the end of the day, you just felt out of place. You just felt hurt because you didn't kind of fit in. So, how do we have friendships like these? How do we find these kinds of friends? And today, we are going to see in this message that we can have deep, and meaningful, and genuine friendships. We can. But before that, I mean, we need to figure out what exactly is a genuine friend. What do genuine friendships look like? Because you can have a friend who is genuine, but is genuinely toxic. I mean, you know, you can have friends like that. You're, yeah, you can have friends who are genuine, but then they just keep talking about you and talking trash about you, diba? Right? You can have people who seem genuine, but then the next day they stab you in the back. So what do genuine friendships really look like? And really, the, the whole idea of friendships is not something new. It's not something that, that the millennials created. It's not something that Gen Z created. But this concept of friendships is actually something that thousands and thousands of years ago, people were already talking about. And someone, thousands of years ago, has actually written about it in a book that we're going to look into tonight. Ecclesiastes is a book in the Bible. And in this book, it was written, it's a book of wisdom. And some say it was written by King Solomon. And some say it was written by someone who spoke like Solomon, but in the line of Solomon. And Solomon was the wisest man in history. And when you read Ecclesiastes, it was written by someone who has experienced life. And when I say life, I mean yung, when you ask your friend, "Hey, what happened to you?" and your friend says, "Well, you know, life, life happened." And this man has experienced life, all the ups and downs of life, all the things that could happen in life. And major nega, major nega yung, yung point of view niya as he writes this book. Try to imagine your your nega, your cranky tito or your cranky lolo. That's the way that he's speaking here in this book. And he gives us pieces of wisdom when it comes to friendship. And this is what he says. Ecclesiastes 4, 7 to 11. Again, I saw vanity under the sun. One person who had no other, either son or brother, yet there was no end to, it, to all his toil. And his eyes were never satisfied with riches, so he never asks, for whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is vanity, an unhappy business. Two are better than one, because they have good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, but has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Amazing, right? I mean, this was written so many, many, many years ago. And yet, there's so much that we can learn from it when it comes to genuine friendships. And if you're here and you are a follower of Jesus, even, I want you to know this, that even in the area of friendships, it needs to be based on the Word of God. If you say that I follow Jesus, you need to define your friendships the way that the Bible defines it. We can't just let the world define it for us, but as we follow Jesus, we need to be able to base our friendships on what the, Bible say, what the Bible say they can look like. Now, if you're here, it's your first time, or maybe your second or third time, and you're not a follower of Jesus, I want to invite you to see what, the French, what kinds of friendships the Bible says that we can have. Is that okay? All right. So in the first two verses, we see a man who has no other, either son or brother, yet there is no end to his toil, never satisfied with riches, and he never asks himself, for who am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? And this Ecclesiastes, Solomon says, this is vanity. Now, when you look at this kind of person, I could imagine this guy was successful He had all the money that he could ever need. He was hardworking. And yet we see that he is miserable because he was alone. He had no son coming behind him. He had no brother walking beside him. And he had plenty of money, but he had no friends. And this is vanity, meaningless, and really depressing. And I don't think that this is something any of us want. Do you agree? I don't think any, any of us want to end our lives. And this is a description of how our friendships and relationships look like. Right? The truth is, loneliness kills us. And when I say loneliness, I don't mean being alone. Because you can, maybe if you're here and you're more of like an introvert, you like being alone, you get refreshed alone, that's fine. But that's different from being lonely. Because at the same time, you can be surrounded by so many people and yet still feel lonely, am I right? And so when I say loneliness, when we talk about loneliness here, we mean social isolation. And I read this article, this journal article from American Psychological Association, and it was entitled, Social Isolation, It Could Kill You. And the discovery that they had was that social isolation and chronic loneliness place individuals at greater risk for a variety of diseases as well as for premature morality. The truth is loneliness, this thing that we feel, if we choose to isolate ourselves, it actually has an effect on our bodies. It ultimately can cause premature death. And on the other hand, I saw this article as well. It it was entitled, Wanna Live Longer? Get some friends. (laughs) It, It is an article from Live Science, and Basically, research has told us that friendships are important, that friendships are necessary for optimal health and well-being. We need friends for the sake of our own health. We need friends. And the desire and the need for friends and relationships, I just want to tell you right now that it doesn't go away. Uh, Whether you're old, I mean, I'm much older than you, but not that old <laughs> whether you're my age or maybe or maybe Joe's age or <laughs> i mean no matter what age bracket you are in you will still find yourself looking for friends whether you're an extrovert and you love hanging out with people or you're an introvert and you're fine alone you get refreshed alone whether you're an extrovert or an introvert you need friends you need deep friendships. You need real and genuine friendships. Whether you're single or married, I mean, I've been married for seven months. <laughs> <laughs> right? Basta. <laughs> We've been married for a couple of months. Even, sorry, I'm from Mascom. I don't know math eh. <laughs> Even if you're a married person like me, I still find myself looking for deep friendships. I still find myself looking for real and genuine friendships. No matter where you are right now in your life, you will find yourself looking for friendships, deep and meaningful friendships. Why? Why do you think this is—why do we have this need for friendships? I think it's summarized in the word Imago Dei. Imago Dei is basically translated as the image of God. And this concept just talks about how humans are made in the image of God. God himself is relationship. He is a community. He is three persons in one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And because we are in Imago Dei, the image of God— It's no surprise that we were designed to be in deep relationships and deep community, just like God. That's why it says in Genesis 2.18, the Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. Yes, this is usually used in the context of marriage, but it also speaks of our deep desire to connect with others in a close and intimate relationship, just like friendships. That's why Ecclesiastes says two are better than one. We need deep and genuine friendships. Okay, now that I know that, but first how? I mean, how do I know if someone is already a close, genuine friend? How do I know? Well, we asked you online. Yes, was that the other day? We had a survey that we posted in our Facebook page. Please follow us. Paano mo alam na close mo na ang isang tao? And I got some of your responses here. The first one is from Danye. Pag nahahampas ko na siya. Parang I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> Next, paano mo alam na close mo na pag nilalike na niya yung memes ko? May question doon si Ice, paano pag heart na niya yung memes mo? Oh, parang iba na yon. <laughs> iba na ata yun. Next. Pag, ano? Nangungutang na? Na? Ano? Basa when you make utang, <laughs> when you're making utang from that person, ibig sabihin, close na kayo. Ano pa ba? Um, kapag naghahaha or angry reacts in your DP, Even if everyone else loves it. Okay, fine. (laughs) What else? Kapag kaya na, saktan ang isa't isa. But I think he means that you're both comfortable enough to receive constructive criticism from each other with the intent to build one another. Mm, Nice. What else? When their company is reassuring rather than anxiety-inducing. I mean, I would love to have friends like that. You don't feel anxious about them. You don't care kung wala kang kilay, diba? But you're just fine around them. Lastly, pagkayo mo nang sabihin na mabaho siya, or yung hininga niya na hindi siya na-offend, tapos nag-tag pa siya ng dalawang tao <laughs> I'm sorry for Rain's friends who were tagged here. I mean, hindi pala kami friends ni Rain. <laughs> so these are some of the things that you've sent that we that show us na close man na yung isang tao but honestly sometimes you don't know when you cross the line okay this are ito yung mga friends ko ito yung mga best friends ko sometimes you don't really know when the person crosses the line kind of like with romantic relationships yung di mo sure kung kayo na or malandilang siya yeah i mean di mo sure <laughs> kind of don't know where the line when the line has been crossed already Who among you here, just a random survey, have ever, um, <laughs> no, not that, Nilantimo, and then. then, then. <laughs> have Who among you have ever tried to confirm kung best friends na kayo? Oh, really? Oh, wow, okay. Because when you think about it, how do you confirm, Deba? ba? Parang how do you find out na best friends na, na kaya tayo, I ask mo kaya. Eh, kung hindi siya nag-reciprocate? Nag-recipro- you really, sometimes you can't tell if the person's already your best friend. I remember I was so mean back in college. Um, meron kaming tambayan sa UP. And then, um, sample lang si Keisha. Keisha came. That's not her name. I'm just gonna use her name. Keisha came and I said, Keisha, no best friend mo? Tapos sabi niya, for example, Leyan. Like, oh, that's so nice. Tapos dumating si Leyan. Tapos, inask ko, sino best friend mo? Sabi niya, wala. <laughs> ah. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to have broken your friendship. <laughs> but, really, it's au- medyo awkward, diba? Parang you you can't really tell when you've crossed over to the, you know, to a deep relationship. How do I know if this person is really like a genuine friend? And, what we want to look at are the marks of a genuine friend. How can we say, what are the characteristics and the traits of a person who really is a genuine friend? And number one, we see this in verse 9. It says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. I love the NLT version. It says, two are better off than one for they can help each other succeed as compared to the first verses that we read, where there is no end to his toil. But we, we saw that. And this was considered vanity. On the other hand, genuine friendships give good reward for their toil. Okay, we're going to have a little problem solving now. I know some of you just came from an exam. You're like, ah, more of math. Okay. So can we show the problem? Okay, he, this is a problem I want you to solve it. Let me read it. Triplets, Justin, Jason, and Jacob are working on a school project. Justin can complete the project by himself in six hours. Jason can complete the project by himself. Are you listening? (laughs) Can complete the project by himself in nine hours. And Jacob can complete the project by himself in eight hours. How long would it take the triplets to complete the project if they worked? Together, I love it. There's some people who are like, "Yung iba, they're just waiting for me to show the answer." Na lang na. Can you shout the answer? Who knows the answer? Huh? Seven. There's seven here. Yes. 23 hours. Oh, you know that was my guess as well. I thought it was 23 hours, but that was just addition. Anyway. Ah, uh, sabi niya, mas matagal kasi mag daw sila. <laughs> anyway, okay, here, I'm gonna show you the answer. This is the answer. The answer is roughly 2.5. Uh, oh, you got it right. Awala, ah, awal price, di mo sinabi. 2.5 hours. Okay, so uh, listen it. This is my point. Imagine, one could have finished it in in 9, in 6, and in 8. But when they worked Together, they finished the project in 2.5 hours. You know, if you're all about productivity, then you need friends. <laughs> and you know that classmate that you, you want to work with when the, when the teacher says, okay, now we're going to have a project, group yourselves into two, and you, you look for that person, okay, ito, ito, I want to group myself with this person because for sure, matas yung grade ko, diba? As compared to that, Yung walang kwentang groupmate na pabigat. That is not 30 Ravenna, right? (laughs) You know, when two or more people come together to accomplish the same goal, we get what we call synergy. Synergy is the interaction or cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or other agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. Basically, what we're just trying to say here, what this verse is just trying to say, is when we work together, when we come together and have the same goal, we can reach, go further. And there is more productivity when we work together. That's why there's an African proverb who says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Productivity doesn't mean fast. It doesn't mean getting there as quick as you can. It means effective. It means fruitful. It means worthwhile. Friends who help you, friends who help each other accomplish their purpose, achieve their goals, bring out the best in each other, these are genuine friends. Genuine friendships help each other succeed. And if you are a follower of Jesus, you should know that God has a purpose for you, God has a plan for you, and success for us. It's defined by reaching and achieving that purpose that God has for us. And the only way that we can achieve that is by surrounding ourselves with the right people. It's surrounding by ourselves with friends who can help us reach the purpose that God has given us. Genuine friends help each other live out the purpose that God has given us. Genuine friends help each other succeed. Now the second mark of a genuine friend is in verse ten. It says, "For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up." Sino dito na experience manang mafall? Uf. Sino dito na experience manang mafall tapos walang sumalo? Uf. Hashtag love alarm ka girl. <laughs> <laughs> Mas masakit, ba? I mean, hindi sa fact na nahulog ka. Sa fact na na-fall ka. Tapos, wala ka man lang, wala ka man lang kasama. Wala, wala man lang sumalo. I mean, the reality is, really, we will all at one time fall. And I don't mean fall like fall. The reality is, we will all have our share of bad days. We will all have our share of days that are just really, really bad, and we really, really need our real friends. Days like when you fail an exam and when you get out of the room and all you can think about is, I just need a hug. Uh, I think I failed this exam. I just want to cry. Or days like, you know, finding out that a loved one is sick. I mean, one of my really close friends found out just the other day that, that her dad has kidney failure, and this was a moment for her that she just really needed people to pray for her and to surround her. And maybe you're here and that's your situation right now. You have a close one, a close family member or a friend who's sick. Or maybe you got into a fight with your parents and you're just so tired and you're just so sick of what's going on in the house. Or maybe you're, you're being bullied in school and you just feel like wala kong kakampeh. There's... <laughs> I need people. I need friends. And I remember back in 2015, that was when I graduated, <laughs> just so you know. I graduated from college, and I was transitioning to a new season of my life, and I found myself not having the same friends that I had back in college. When I became a single professional, I, I realized that most of my French friends were still students in college, and I realized that there was no one that I could really open up to and share what i was going through honestly it was one of the the hardest seasons that i went through but i'm so grateful that i had friends um one of my friends was was Ian at that time who <laughs> na walang mali siya, like wala wala at that season we were just really good friends and i remember i had to head grabe
1: <laughs> seryoso <na> nga eh <laughs>
0: I had to head a project. I was head of the project and he was in my team. And I was just like really wondering how on earth am I going to do this? I don't know who my real friends are. I don't know if I'm treating this person as someone I have to lead in my team or is this person my friend? And I remember what he told me at that time. He said, you don't need to think about what people will think of you. Just lead and we'll back you up. And at that time, like, really, when I received that mes- message, I was just crying and crying and crying because I felt at that time that I had a real friend. I had someone who, who would back me up. I had someone who didn't care if I made mistakes but would, would still support me, would still back me up. I had other friends. I had uh, Kathy, Pauline, and Sheena. And these were my really close friends, especially in the, that season of my life, who, if I would message them... On, on Messenger, guys, please pray for me. And even now, like, pag nag-away kami, guys, please pray for me. Nag-away kami ni Ian. Like, five seconds later, I see someone calling me. It's like Sheena or Kathy or Pauline. And they're asking me how I am. <laughs> and these are people that we need. People that won't let you go through that season alone. People who won't, who will pick you up when you're down. People who are asking you, are you okay? What happened? Where are you now? We're going to go to you. We need friends who would just extend their hand and pull us up and encourage us and listen to us and be there in times of adversity even if it's already hard for them. Genuine friends pick each other up when they fall. And th- that's what it says in Proverbs 18.24. One who has unreliable friends soon come to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Winnie the Pooh says it really well. No joke. A friend is someone who helps you when you're up, who helps you up when you're down. And if they can't, they lay down beside you and listen. We need friends like that who would just listen to us, who, who will help us, pull us up in times when we are down. Real friends, genuine friends, pick us up when, pick each other up. When they fall. What else are the marks of a genuine friend? Verse 11. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Just this year, as as we started 2020, we made a New Year's resolution to start going to the gym and being fit and working out. I have tried this many, many times before, but I would always end up not doing anything. (laughs) Because... (laughs) (laughs) because I would do it by myself. You know, I would try, but then when I'd wake up, "Ah, I don't have I snooze, snooze. Can I just sleep again? I don't want to work out. But I realized that being able to work out and to sustain it works better when you're going with a friend, when you're going to the gym with a friend, or if you have a trainer, if you have someone who can say, hey, five more. Hey, don't, don't stop. Don't quit. Robert Rowney, not Downey, Rowney, A certified psychiatrist and director of Cleveland Clinic Mood Disorder said it this way, that real friends aren't just people who stick with you, but they also make us the better versions of ourselves. They're not just confidants, but they're role models. Through their example, their kindness, and other attributes, genuine friends bring out the best in us, which is really one of the greatest gifts that they could ever give. And it's reflected. It reflects what it says in Hebrews 10. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I love the King James Version because instead of motivate, he uses the word provoke. And it's a very, I mean, aggressive word provoke, aggravate, trigger, excite. Stimulate or give rise to reaction or emotion in someone. Look at the person beside you. Do they, <laughs> Do they provoke you? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, it's, imagine this, it's like the trainer in the gym. You know, sometimes you really hate him already, but then you know that you need this guy to be able to work out, to be able, you know, someone who says, five more, don't give up, Okay, rest na, rest na. <laughs> And that's what genuine friendships do. Genuine friends motivate each other to be passionate, but to be passionate for God. Why is it so important to have friends like this? You know, in The Compound Effect, written by Darren Hardy, he says, According to research by social psychologist Dr. David McClelland of Harvard, the people you habitually associate with Determine as much as 95% of your success or failure in life. Another person says it this way. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That's why it's so important to surround ourselves with the right people. If you are here and you follow Jesus, if you want to be more like Jesus, you need to surround yourself with people who are in love with Jesus. You need to surround yourself with people who are passionate for God. And it doesn't mean, I don't mean that they force you to go to church. I don't mean that they text you every morning and like, good morning, it says in Hebrews. <laughs> That's not what I mean. That, those are not the kind of friends that I'm talking about. But friends that will encourage you. Friends who will help you be the best version of yourself by being more Christ-like. By pointing you back to Jesus. Friends who are not afraid to tell you the truth about the, some habits that you have that are not good for you. These kinds of friends that tell you, you know, your behavior, it's self-destructive. And they're telling you this even at the risk of offending you. These are real friends. And because we really will all be challenged in our walk with God. There, will, there is no Christian Ooh, or follower of Jesus that has always loved following God. We will always, you know, experience times in our lives when we just want to quit, when we don't want to follow God anymore. But we need friends who will remind us, who will remind us, hey, come on, get up. Come on, what does the Bible say? Come on, who are you? You are a child of God. People, who will remind you that God loves you? We need friends who, rem- who will remind you that you need God, even if you don't want Him anymore. Maybe it's your first time here, and maybe you're still deciding about this whole Jesus thing, and yeah, but you're welcome here, and we, we would love to help you figure that out. But I hope that you're realizing that some of the biggest influences in your life are the people who you choose to surround yourself with. You can't hang out with negative people and expect to live a positive life. Even if you do all the right things, if you're not around people who will hold you to a higher standard, you're just most likely to fail. You would want to surround yourself with the right people, people who will help you, people who will motivate you to be the best version of yourself, to be passionate about the things that you are passionate about. Genuine friends motivate each other to be passionate for God. And fourthly, the mark of a genuine friend we see in verse 12. And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. The context of this verse is that during those times, people would travel from one place to another, but not through car, not through plane, but they would walk, or maybe they would ride uh, a donkey or, or a horse. And there were no pavements, just open fields, open terrains, And sometimes robbers would hide behind the big rock formations and attack the travelers. And alone, these travelers were vulnerable to attacks. But with a companion, they were stronger. They could protect one another from danger. And they had a greater chance of survival. And animals understand this concept, this concept called strength in numbers. There is strength in numbers. I want to show a picture of of this animal called a meerkat. A meerkat is only just about 14 to 20 inches. But they go together in mobs or gangs. They call, they're called mobs or gangs. And it's composed of around 20 to 50 members. And what you see here in this picture is a meerkat. Is the meerkats facing a cape cobra. A cape cobra is one of the most dangerous species of cobra in Africa. Its venom could kill six men. And you see the mob of meerkats, though they are much smaller than the Cape Cobra, they surround him because they know that they have a chance of survival when they face this enemy together. Maybe you're currently feeling like you're being attacked. Or maybe you know someone who feels like they're being attacked. I mean, as you follow Jesus, maybe you feel like you're being tempted again. Maybe you feel like you're going back to your old cycles, your old habits. Or maybe you feel like your mental health is being attacked. Maybe you feel like dark thoughts keep clouding your mind and you just keep being attacked and attacked. And sometimes our tendency is to fight alone. But I plead with you, please don't fight this battle alone. Call back up. Because we are better and we are stronger when we fight together. Real, genuine friends strengthen and protect each other. We all have weaknesses. We all have blind spots and areas of vulnerability. And we need each other to cover one another. We need one another. And this is the power of community. Especially when we face dangers in life. When you're alone, you're vulnerable. But together, we're stronger. The marks of a genuine friend are, number one, they help genuine friends help each other succeed. They pick each other up when they fall. They motivate each other to be passionate for God. And they strengthen and protect each other. How do we find deep and genuine friendships like this? We see how, in Ephesians 4 to 5, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. You know, this letter was written to the early church. And the early church was actually a place of remarkable friendships. In this time, their society was, was very much divided among, between races, race, gender, social class. Like People were divided by these things. But in the church... People found a community of friendships that were diverse and and also long-lasting. They helped each other economically. They, They shared with those who didn't have. They prayed for each other. In the church, they found a place where they could love one another, where they could forgive one another, where they could bear each other's burdens, where they could speak the truth in love. And these verses are really just one example of so many of the letters in the New Testament that were reminding the churches to live in deep community and friendships with one another. What was their secret? What allowed them to really have such great friendships with one another? The secret was their relationship with Jesus. C.S. Lewis, he says it this way. Friendship is born at the moment when one person says to another, What? You two? I thought I was the only one. It's this this code talks about a common denominator, common ground that brings people together. And what was that common center that brought the church together? It was Jesus. It was a common center that brought them together. But How does having Jesus as a common center help us form relationships? How how does it help us form friendships? Because our relationship with Jesus, it serves as the foundation for every single other relationship and friendship that we will ever have. How? The reason that we can love unconditionally, the reason that we can forgive people, the reason that we can sacrifice— the reason that we can, you know, all the marks of a genuine friend, help people succeed, pick them up when they fall, motivate one another, strengthen and protect each other. The only reason that the early church could do this was because they had this initial relationship, a relationship with Jesus, where they experienced all of this, where they experienced Jesus helping them where they experienced Jesus picking them up when they fell, when they experienced Jesus reminding them, hey, this is where I want you to go. Let's go here. When they experienced Jesus strengthening them and protecting them, they were able to love. They were able to serve because their center was Jesus. And Jesus himself calls us his friends. Don't you find that amazing? Jesus himself called us his friends. And one of the effects of being in a relationship with Jesus is that we can be that kind of friend to others. And that's what the church was. Sure, there were lots of fights. Sure, they probably offended one another. But they could reconcile and they could forgive one another because of their common center, Jesus I just want to encourage us that we can have these genuine relationships by having Jesus as our common center. You you don't have to walk alone. You don't have to go through this life alone. But you can have genuine friendships. You can have real relationships. Because Jesus opens the door for us to have deep human relationships and friendships. I'm going to pray, but I want to ask us to all stand up right now. Jesus, we just thank you that we can have genuine friendships because we have you as our center. We thank you, Jesus, that we don't have to face the attacks alone. We thank you, Jesus, that we don't have to go through difficulties and hardships alone. But you want us to be in deep and genuine relationships. Thank you, Lord, that because of you, you open up the door for us to have real and genuine friendships. I just want to pray for one group of people tonight. Maybe you're here and you have tried. You have tried to build deep friendships with somebody. You know, I was reading this article about this research that if we see someone as a foe and then end up being their friend, that's okay because you weren't hurt. But if you see someone as a friend but they end up being a foe, it hurts so much more. And maybe this could have happened to you. You've tried building friendships and you were betrayed you were backstabbed and you've started to build up walls. You stopped trusting people. But I believe that even as we've heard this message today, I believe that God is speaking to you tonight and telling you, you need these kinds of friendships. You can't walk in this life alone. But you are stronger when you have relationships. You are stronger when you have deep friendships. And if that's you, and you just want to say, Jesus, Soften my heart. Help me pull all of these walls down. Help me build deep relationships and help me trust people once again. If that's you, could you raise your hand so that I know who I'm praying for? Yes, I see those hands. Yes, I see those hands. Lord, I just pray for these people who are raising their hands. God, you have seen the pain they've gone through. You've seen, Lord, the times when they felt betrayed, when they felt alone. You've seen, God, those moments when they, when they felt like, I, I don't want to trust people anymore. I've been hurt so much. But God, I thank you that you are softening their hearts tonight. And you are telling them that they can build relationships with people. That you are their friend. That you love them so much. And because they can receive this kind of love from you, they can learn to extend that love to other people. They can learn to trust people once again. Thank you, Lord. That this year will be a year of breakthrough for them. That they will build genuine friendships. Genuine friendships that will help them achieve the purpose, the great plans that you have for them. Thank you, Lord. That this will not pull them back anymore. But they will take a step of faith to start trusting and start building deep once again. We thank you, Lord, that this ability comes from you. We love you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to encourage you to continue building with maybe the people who invited you, with these, the church community that, that you are surrounded with. And let's just take this time to respond and just gratitude and thankfulness to our God who called us, His friends. Just grateful that we don't have to walk this life alone, but we have Jesus. And Jesus brings, calls us into close relationships with people. You just heard a message from Victory. For more messages like these, visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app.